Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show, Euro 2020. This is episode number 10. The Euros are well and truly in motion and uh, what a couple of days. The big boys have gone. 
is all there for England's taking, I I believe. But we're going to have a big old conversation about all those games and uh, lots more. But we're uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter as usual. And uh, of course, Ace Podcast Nation, you're home to many shows, series of featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Click the bell for notifications. And of course, if you like them in audio form, you can download them at your favourite radio and podcast platform. Just search ace podcast nation well over 450 shows to choose from uh, big thank you as ever to black diamond sports they are a global sports agency who represents sports stars from around the world uh, more information you can visit their social media pages as well as their website the links to which are in the closing description and uh, closing credits and the description below and of course a big thank you to the sponsors of the show, which is uh, Bespoke Financial, and of course Darren Ralston, who is uh, as ever giving away a free will worth one hundred and forty quid with any new policy which is taken out. Just uh, check out the offer, give them a call, see what services they've got for you, and of course tell them that we sent you and get involved in what's an incredible offer. Uh, they provide award-winning service. They are top of their field. We are very proud to partner with such a brand. And, of course, we thank them for sponsoring the show. But uh, with no further ado, we'll first introduce uh, my co-host. He is the goal collector, former England under-21 striker, ex-Cardiff and Middlesbrough hero. And, of course, a very excited Mr Andrew Campbell. How goes it, my friend? Uh, not as exactly as it was yesterday, I'll be honest. Um, but, no, listen, uh, yesterday was one of those moments that it... it tried to rewrite the history books a little bit. I felt a little bit sorry for um, Gareth Southgate um, for all the stick he was getting beforehand. But now, hopefully, he's rewrote the history books a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think everyone was a bit... Like I, I said to you over text, I was disappointed with the starting lineup, not because I felt it was the wrong lineup, but I felt like Germany were there for the taking. And I felt like if England had gone all out, they would have blown them away because I just felt like they're aging German defence, didn't have enough to cope with what England had. But we'll discuss that in just a sec. And of course, joining us again, I'm delighted to say, it's uh, ex-Salford City uh, winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs. Welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm all right, mate. You know? Looking forward to, uh, to an England fest, mate. Yeah. It's going to be non-stop 45 <laughs> minutes of England talk. So I'm going to start off with a negative because I'm Welsh. Um, Andy Campbell. Harry Kane is a problem, isn't he? Um, listen, I, I'm I'm honest, I'm open, I'm a passionate Englishman. Um, he's not doing it. Um, he got his goal. I'm pleased he got his goal. I did say on um, Monday, maybe on Wednesday, I did say on Monday that he would score in this tournament. I believe the tournament is, he was always going to score at least one goal. Uh, but he's either not looking fit, Oh, there's something going on with the move. There's, there's there's something not right, and I hope it does all come on the wash. Because if if England don't get through to where they should get from this position, um, there's answers what have got to be answered, um, and that's one of them. Because I think there's other players who I, I looked at Rashford constantly warming up. Um, Calvert Lewin had a great season at Everton. I'm not saying these these are players, but if they fit, they need to play. And if someone's not fit and there's something going on, then then something's going on. You know, I mean, I'm not being negative about the England thing. I just think. You know what I mean? For me, you said about Gareth Southgate, you know what I mean? And I'm going to, I'll, I'll talk about him later on, but um, about his tactics and about the, the way that he, he does things and handles himself. But for me, 
there's more to come from this Harry Kane saga, and I'll call it a saga because there's something that we don't know yet, and there's something going on, hundred percent. But I think in some ways England are uh, kind of lucky in that the teams that they've got left to face on their side of the group before the final, they might get away with playing Harry Kane and him performing the way he has done, as opposed to if they'd maybe played some of the big boys and he performed like that, it would have been more of an issue. But I guess that would, that remains to be seen. Just for me, I just think he's had one decent game and I wouldn't even say he was amazing in that. He was just, he was good. It's I just think he's causing more issues than he is contributing at the moment. And I, look, if I'm looking at, if I'm Man United, Man City, whoever, Looking at that, there's no way I would pay 120 million for him at the moment. But um, Rodri, what did you make of kind of Harry Kane's performance overall, and and what he's doing, you know, what he's offering the team at the moment? Yeah, I just uh, it's a difficult one really. But you know, how many games have they lost? How many goals have they conceded? Is so it? you know that you wouldn't want a change on your side. Plus, he's your captain. Of your side, and we've seen it with Sterling. He didn't have a great end of the season, but look how loyalty he, loyal he was within. So he's obviously kept the same loyalty with his captain, which is rightly so because you know he's leading goal scoring in the Premier League, and he's Harry Kane. So I still think you know he could go on and score another four or five goals in the next three games left. So you know, like yeah, say, I mean, like I say, you know, there's four games been played. Yes, he's only scored one goal, but you know, there's there's three games left. Like I say, he could score another four or five goals. But I do agree with Andy. I do think he doesn't look kind of right. But you know, they've been getting away with it so far. Yeah, and the, the, like most importantly, they haven't conceded a goal, and I think that it goes a, such a long way in tournament football. And you know, it might be that that goal, whilst it doesn't kind of you know, forget his performance overall. What it can do is give him the confidence to go and score those goals that you just talked about. And, you know, you'd fancy Harry Kane to score against, a fit Harry Kane to score against Ukraine, against um, Denmark or Czech Republic. So, you know, he could very easily kick on. But from a positive side, um, I thought Gareth Southgate got his tactics spot on, uh, completely negated Germany. And I thought England were just too too strong for Germany all across the pitch. Um, Luke Shaw, I said it uh, about six weeks ago, I think, towards the end of the Premier League season, best left-back in Europe in the last 18 months. And I've seen nothing, Andy, to uh, to change my mind, mate. Well, listen, Gareth got everything spot on at four o'clock. He was the worst manager and we were all we were all professional football managers. We knew more than England managers us. And at seven o'clock... He's a tactical magician and it's just the joys of being a football manager, the joys of being a football supporter because everyone questioned why he went to a back three because he hadn't done it so far in the tournament. Um, he did it because he knew how to do it. He had the players and the purse to do it. Um, Luke Shaw and Trippier. Trippier's obviously in there for a, um, for his, his, his set pieces, which I didn't think were great. I thought Luke Shaw was outstanding. I thought the back three were, were phenomenal. I thought Kyle Walker just gives you so much rescue with his pace. I thought Pickford has just been a revelation in the tournament. Um, the protection what those guys give you is 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 great for the attacking players that we had. Yeah, I thought Saka was okay. I thought um, I thought he did enough. Will he keep his place? I don't know. You know will people see see a way to stop him um, 
doing what he's doing. Um, listen, Gareth got everything spot for me. I think uh, we look we look hard to beat. Yes, we got lucky with uh, with Muller's chance um, and maybe um, uh, Werner's opportunity in the staff, but sometimes you earn that luck and you earn that fortune because Raheem Sterling, who's had a great toss, I've been so unkind on him to score the first goal and then give a goal away. So, you know what I mean? Pleased on that on that point, but listen, Gareth, Gareth, I'd like to think in the in the in the next game, I'd like Ukraine to worry about us a little bit, little more. Maybe they change that change their fashion to suit what we're doing instead of the other way around. Yeah, and on that, um, Rodri, England have got so much talent in that squad, which are really fresh. You know, the likes of Rashford and Sancho and um, you know, Calvert Lewin, and even I'd say Foden, I think, has only played two games. So like they're all all that attacking talent is fresh and raring to go against the likes of, you know, with no disrespect, I thought Ukraine were very good last night, but you'd expect, if it was outside the tournament, you'd expect England to comfortably beat them. And with all that talent, I would think it's difficult for the Ukraine to prepare for England because, you you know, if Southgate does change it up, he's got a lot to choose from, haven't he? Yes, he has. And, you know, we're all looking at the, the lineup and thinking who's going to play Grealish, Foden, and, you know, it's Trippier. So Trippier comes in, he does a good job. His delivery is decent. So, you know, who knows who you can bring. He's obviously looking at the opposition and, and thinking what's best for, for my team. You know, yes, he's not played the three at the back in the tournament, but he's obviously prepared for before. He's obviously played it before, beforehand. So they're not just coming in blind and not knowing what they're doing. So they all been in that position before. Plus some of them have played for it, played it in, in the clubs. Maguire's played in the three. Um, Walker's played in the three. And Stones have played in the three. So they've all done it before as well. Plus they've, they've prepared, like I said before, for England before. So, mm. Who knows who would pick? You could bring Sancho in, but you you would think, you know, I, I've been, I was, I was begging to him to take one of them two, uh, holding midfielders off, but you know they keep them solid. They've not conceded a goal, so you know who, who am I to, to tell him to bring them off? And he he kept him on, and, and then he's brought Grealish on, and Grealish has done the damage on the first goal and the second goal, so he was part of both goals. So. Who knows who they're going to pick, but you know they've got a wealth of talent to pick from. So I want to ask this question to. I've said to, I said the go, same thing. I said the same on. thing to Sai yesterday. Sorry, sorry, Sai. No, sorry, Mister. I said the same thing go to on. you didn't last night. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay to watch this. I wouldn't pay to watch England. You know, week and week out. It, it, with the way that the play is very defensive, it's hard to beat. It's hard to play against. But it's effective and it's get to results. You know, what I mean? so it works. It's. It's a little bit similar to the way that Mourinho sets things up, and the way that Mourinho does it. He hasn't got, um, he hasn't got that 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 probably attacking flair on the pitch, but he's got it in the options. You know, I mean, I was crying out, and I said to Sai during the game, "This goes to extra time. Rashford will play, um, Sancho will play, and England will be in good position." So I think they have that in their armour if they need to get out of trouble. But sometimes you just want to see, especially as an attacking-minded, you want to see in the off sometimes. But I'm the same as you, Rod. That. How can I judge an England manager when he keeps when he's just beating Germany? We haven't beaten them for fifty years. How can I how can I have a go at Gareth Southgate when he's when he's got four clean sheets out of four games in a in a world tournament? It's just a, an unbelievable achievement so far. We've got we've got to not forget that he's you know he's he's, he's experienced. He's played in tournaments. He's managed in tournaments. So mm. he's got that experience as well. It's not about how well you play. It's just about getting into the next round. It's all about getting to the next game. 
until you get to the final and hopefully you know you, you win that one so it's just cup competition you know Andy it's all about getting to the next game it's not only while you play it's just getting to the next game and and let's be honest like the last the last tournament England played in they got to the semi-final so Southgate's record in the last two tournaments is phenomenal at the moment um but I want to ask you both a question um and you can give me a one-word answer or you can give me a detailed answer I'll leave that up to you but obviously expectations have to be changed as the tournament develops if England don't reach a final now, if they don't reach the final of this competition, not saying they win it, but if they don't reach the final, knowing that the, t- the teams they've got to play, is that now a failure? Uh, Andy, you first, mate. Um, don't beat Ukraine in Rome and they don't beat either Denmark or Czech Republic at Wembley, then for me, you don't deserve to be in the position now. You know what I mean? Gareth Southgate said after the game that he was a party pooper in there, stopping celebrations because... If they don't win on Saturday, they've achieved nothing. And you know what? Absolutely bang on. Because for me, yes, they've beaten a, a nation which we haven't beaten for a while, but it means nothing to win the quarterfinals, which is a, a good achievement. And something that five days ago, everyone would have gone to 50-50 chances they got there. But now they're there and the route, the route, and it's planned out for them. For me, they've got to get to the final. And whatever happens in the final and who they play is, is another scenario. But for me, if you can't beat Ukraine in a neutral stadium on a big pitch in a nice place... Um, and you can't beat one of the two sides at Wembley in front of 40,000 or 50,000, 60,000, I think it might be increased, and mostly English fans, then we've got a problem. Yeah. What about you, Rodri? What do you think about that, mate? Yeah, yes, it would totally be a, it'd be a failure. if you know Ukraine have played three games in close space of time, plus they've just played 120 minutes, an extra 30 minutes, which is in the legs. So, no... England should absolutely steamroll them. And then you've got basically a home game in a semi-final yeah. against you know, a team, whether it's Denmark or Switzerland. This is why I think he's going to keep it cagey. He's going to keep it tight because these teams won't be able to break them down and they'll eventually do what they've done with the other team and he's get them on late on with the, the strength they've got on the bench and just keep it tight. They don't need to go gun hard against these teams. Then just get to the final, and then you know that's the big one. Then they're playing possibly the best team in the, in the world. Indeed, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I want to talk about some of the other teams, particularly. I want to talk about Ukraine and what um, what problems they can cause England, because of course we all expect England to beat the Ukraine because they've got the deeper, bigger, better squad, of course, but. It's not just a given. We know that. We've seen that in this tournament already. Some big teams have gone to teams that you'd expect them to beat nine times out of ten. But, Andy, what sort of what sort of problems can the Ukraine cause England and what do they need to be on the lookout for um, from what you've seen? Um, oh, well, just on last night's game alone, I think, um, I think they can become dangerous because they've got nothing to lose. They can go into the game on Saturday with no fear. They're expected to lose. Probably in the world's expected to lose which then brings them, for me, into a dangerous category. You know what I mean? Zinchenko has got a point to prove for the Man City boys. Um, Yarmolenko's got a point to prove for, um, for his, his links at West Ham. And Shevchenko's got a point to prove as a manager and as a coach alongside Gareth Southgate because he's going to go down in history regardless what happens on Saturday. And if they beat England on Saturday, he'll be an absolute legend, a bigger legend than what he's already in the worldwide football. Roger just mentioned there about um, they played 120 minutes. 
they had a horrific injury, and I'm sure he won't be fit with the way that he, he ended mm. up getting carried off. Um, they had a few lads struggling with cramp. They played obviously later on. They've got to travel the same as England from Scotland to Italy. So everything couldn't have gone any better for England. You know what I mean? It, it's everything in their favour. Uh, but they're dangerous because they're still in the tournament, and it's a 90 minute game, 11 v 11. So it's you've got to give them respect for still being. But if England do lose, it's, it'd be it'd be it'd be if for me, it's Iceland all over again. No, they've yeah. got they've got they've got to be disciplined. The only thing they can get beat is if someone makes gets a red card or or someone does a yeah. silly challenge. That's the only way they can get beat for me. Well, funny enough, I said to um, to you last night, Andy, that um, you could see the Ukraine uh, team towards the end of the game, the Sweden game. They were very much trying to frustrate Sweden. They were diving going down, staying down for little things. And they'll do that to the England team throughout to try and frustrate them and get a reaction. And what England have to do, particularly some of the younger defenders, you know, the, the likes of John Stones and people like that, I know they're very experienced, but they have to do what Joe Roden didn't do. And I've mentioned this the other day, Joe Roden twice in this tournament reacted to the opposition players saying or doing something and grabbed an opponent by the sort of throat or the neck and he was very lucky that both times it didn't get a penalty in a red card, but for whatever reason it wasn't picked up. To be to be fair to Joe Roden, you know he's, he's not got the experience as you know, no, he's, Stone, yeah, he's so inexperienced. In the final, you know, Luke yeah. Shaw's played in big games. They've all mostly played in big games. I can't yeah. see any of them being that disciplined, undisciplined. But you know, look at the late, just a small panic and an handball, and you know it's a red card, just something like that. If they stay disciplined, I just yeah, can't things change. Yeah, I think I think probably the only concern would be um, another yellow card for somebody. So have they got the experience not to get another yellow card? So will they, will they be going into the same game? The lads on the yellow with the concern that I don't want to miss the semi final. You know what I mean? You're, you're going into a game, the biggest game of their career. I'm pretty sure the they all get wiped off. Uh, on the quarterfinals, don't quote me Did on they? that. Oh, yeah, really that's what I think as well. Um, that's a bonus. Well, to be fair, I'm that anyway, because I don't think they should have carried on from the group stage. Normally, the group stage is wiped out then, but I did think well, it's got to be some time, but I didn't know when it was. People have missed the finals because of stupid yellows, and so I think now they've, they've obviously, I think, they, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's this, this, this first tournament they're doing it, the quarterfinals, it's wiped off. Oh, good. Spot on. Um, Bonus. We'll come back to England and uh, and I want to get Rodri's take on Wales as well a bit later on. Um, but let's talk about some of those other games over the last couple of days. We'll start with the Ukraine game. We'll work backwards. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with Sweden because I had been quite impressed with how they'd set up and how they played throughout the tournament. Um, ultimately, though, I thought, particularly after the sending off, I thought Ukraine just looked a bit stronger, a bit quicker and a bit fitter. And they put some lovely balls in the box from out wide. But I was a little bit disappointed with Sweden. But what did you make of that game like overall, Andy? And and just you know, just generally. You there, mate? All right. Well, what did you think of it, mate? Of uh, the Sweden-Ukraine game? Yeah, it was... Um, it was um, I, th I thought it was a good game. I think it was two teams who had no fear. So I made those I, I delay. Think, I think with the with the players on shore, there's a lot of ex Premier League or us. Is there still a delay now? Do you want me to log out and log back in? No, you're right. Go on, you just go. It, I'm a better now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go 
Um, I think um, I think with the ex Premier League players and current Premier League players involved at the, in the in the stadium and in the ground at the time, I think for me it made a made a decent game. I think um, I was impressed with both teams. I think Sweden have got some very young players, um, very exciting players. Um, I do look at them when they go forward. Defensively, I'm not really impressed with a couple. And Seb Larsson for me, yes, you need experience, but you know what I mean. I, I Freddie Youngberg said it before that maybe it's time to move on sometimes and not go to the next tournament. I know we spoke about the. Um, the Wales situation about letting go and cutting ties and sometimes when you've got young talent coming through like Sweden look like they have sometimes you've just got to cut ties and give young players an opportunity but some of the young players going forward for Sweden I thought were phenomenal Yeah they were very good um, what did you make of it Rod? Yeah so I enjoyed it to be fair it was, you know, it was tough on Sweden with 10 men and then for them to score so late on you know it's Kind of heartbreaking for him to do go that long, and then to, to finally concede at the end. But no, I enjoyed it. It's a good, good watch, and um, yeah, I just I, I just felt sorry for Sweden because you know they deserved to to go to penalties, but yeah, it was a bad tackle, so it was definitely a red card. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a nasty tackle. Um, so and then Monday, obviously, as we went on air and did our show with Gilo. Uh, Spain had beaten Croatia 5-3 um, which was a, just an unbelievable game but of course we little did we know that there was more to come on Monday night um, plenty of drama uh, Switzerland went 1-0 ahead France came back and scored three goals in a very short space of time including uh, a great goal from Pogba um, it looked like that was game over and then all of a sudden Switzerland just did not give up and 3 uh, 3 all. Extra time, penalties, the world champions are out. And all of a sudden, the whole uh, championship looks very, very different. And uh, I just don't know what to make of it. I felt, I've got to say, um, I felt a bit sorry for Pogba, particularly. I felt I felt because they thought he was very, very good again. But France just had too many players who were not at it. They looked like a team who turned up thinking that they had already won. Am I wrong in saying that, Andy? Um, and listen, I think the first half I've missed the display. Like it, they were so off the pace. They were all they did. They wanted to. Right. Um, what did you make of the France, the, particularly the first half? Like Andy just mentioned, there, no, the first I half performance they, was dreadful. Up, I think you know when when they got to three one, I think they were a bit blase, blase, and they should have you know seen it out they've got undisciplined they've given the ball away in, in key areas and Switzerland to be fair to it uh, not Switzerland was it Switzerland yeah it was Switzerland yeah yeah so fair Switzerland you know they punished him Granit Xhaka was, was brilliant on the day his passing all game was, was brilliant it is on par with Pogba's but yeah some you know Mbappe just didn't turn up the amount of chances he, he, he should have really put away with his quality and what his reputation should bring, yeah, is um, it was a poor result for France and, and definitely a, a result that they should have went on and won, especially when the three went up. Yeah, to be, I said to you, Andy, didn't I? When um, when France went three one up, like I could just see them. All they had to do was sit in, be disciplined. Let's with Switzerland, you know, because Switzerland had to throw everything at them. All they had to do was sit in and hit them on the break, and they could have picked them off and could have ended up at yep. you know four five one. 
but they didn't. They were so undisciplined, and and Pogba did have a phenomenal game, but he also gave the ball away for one of the goals. Probably playing a pass in a position which he shouldn't have, and you know it's the, that's part part of what you get with him. Unfortunately for France, but for me, there was so many players in that French team which just didn't turn up. And I just felt Mbappe was off the pace for the whole tournament. He just didn't seem right at all. And I don't think he looked unfit. He just looked, I don't know how to explain it. Like he just looked on a different wavelength to the other players from the French team. And he never got going. What did you make of his tournament, Andy? I think it's harder, isn't it? Because with his expectations and with the way that he plays, that he's he's marked very tightly, very closely. He's probably doubled up quite a few few times he's played wide and you've got Griezmann as well you know I mean that expected French team and rightly so by the way because of what they've achieved previously is massive and I did feel sorry for him because I don't think he get he got the service that he probably should get you know I mean the balls that he probably desires you know I mean through balls and I mean cultured between Ronald Tellier as a winger between the, the centre-half and the full-back, so he can run to Those kind of balls which he got, he, he thrived on them and he, and he drove in the box a couple of times during the tournament, but he didn't get them enough. And There's a lot of fight balls against against Switzerland in the air, which isn't his game. And the biggest thing for me was, that, was obviously fine margins penalty. You know what I mean? For me, he should have been game over at 2-0. Obviously, Lorenz yes. kept him in it. And then for them to lose from that period was quite scary, really. You know what I mean? Because they'd already got away with one. You know what I mean? So they got away with one with a penalty miss and then... To then give Switzerland an opportunity to get back in the game for the second time is just criminal. And then extra time was was pretty biased. Um, not really much going. Um, profile player to not at the end. Anyone can miss a penalty because it's it's everyone says it's the easiest thing to do score, but when you've got pressure as well at the, at the end of it, and the pressure on him is tenfold. I felt sorry for him a little bit on the penalty because it was always probably written in the stars that one of the world class players was gonna was gonna get knocked out, but. Switzerland had nothing to lose. They were they were in a position where um, they lost the penalties they were expected to lose. But you know, what I mean, it just opens the tournament up massively for everybody now. I think you know, yeah. Got, with, with the Mbappe thing, touch on the Mbappe thing a minute. You know, in the last four or five years, I played striker, I played up front. So you do go through periods of you know, Andy would say as well. You do go through periods of non-confident, and, and it looks like. Mbappe's human being. He's not scored goals and, and he's just trying too hard and he's lacking confidence. That's all it looks like to me because he was making the good runs. Pogba was finding him sometimes in a couple of balls with if he was on fire that you'd expect him to, to finish. There's one that he's come across his body and otherwise that it come across his body. He should have just side-footed it in. But, you know, that's for me, he's just lacking confidence. No matter how good he is, he's still a young kid and he's just lacking confidence for me. Yeah, I think people forget how young he is. Like, he is, I think, what is he, 21 or something? Something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, 21, 22. Like, like, on the scene, he's, he's, he's fired on the scene. He, he just, he's just having a bad couple, a couple of months. And it's for the world to see. He just, mm. He's just got to come through it. And we'll see how he comes through it. Andy, someone asked earlier, what's the longest you, you ever went? Go on. I, I think with Mbappe, just to finish off on, on him, I think... He's playing in a, in, a, in a league and a country which is non-competitive week in, week out. So when he's mm. gone into a major tournament and he's, and he's playing against the world's best, because let's be honest, Switzerland had some Premier League footballers. They had some Premier League, some 
playing that team who are playing at a better level than he's playing at week in, week out in his division. So surely that's going to have its toll sometimes that you're going into games thinking it's going to be easy, playing at the level he's playing at all the time. You know what I mean? The only card games he gets are be six games a season in the league and big games. So he's not tested enough week in, week out. And I'd love him to go and play in a different league, a different division, so he can, he can bring that joy to the Premier League or um, Serie A or Liga and just so that he can Probably push is. on to another level because he's good enough. He just needs, for me, he just needs to do it but then the financial goes on top of it. Yeah, problem is if he goes to Spain, it's the same there. There's like three. I know it's a bit, it is more competitive in Spain in terms of the mid-table teams are, you know, a, a bit better than the French teams, I'd say. But but generally it's between three clubs about who's going to win the, the league title. So it does make it difficult. But, you know, it is, I guess it is where it is. I'd like to see him move away from Fran the French league. I agree with that though. Um, Andy, someone did ask, um, what's the longest you ever went without scoring a goal? And like, how do you deal with that? Um, well, without being injured, probably, probably about eight games. And this is not, it's not a nice thing. You go to games, you go into games, being that something falls off your backside and just goes in, or you'll take anything, and that's what you, you have that kind of mentality. And you, you, you think you're working hard, and you're probably not working as hard as you think. And it's, it starts to get on your mind, it starts to worry, and you're going into games with a negative frame of mind. And Rod, Rod you just said there about, about lacking confidence, and confidence is a huge thing with an attacking player. You know what I mean? You see some centre forwards during this tournament. Look at Benzema. Everything Benzema hit in this tournament, it went in. And Mbappe's got the world on his shoulders. He's got a future ahead of him. He's a world class footballer. But, you know what I mean? When you're lacking confidence and you're going into a. Is he coming back, Jack? And... Yeah. He's going to pop back in now. Nightmare. Um, yeah, Roger, like with France, like there was a couple who couple of players who had half decent games. I thought Loris played quite well. I thought Pogba had a good game. Um, but like you've got the likes of uh Rafael Varane, who's been linked with United all summer. I thought he had a pretty poor tournament. Um, he had one good game, but I thought against the Swiss, he was pretty dreadful. And again, if I was United, I'd be looking at that and thinking, Jesus. Do I want to pay him ridiculous amount of money? And and I don't know. But then you could also put it down. Everyone has a bad couple of games. He's proven over the years that he's a quality defender, but he wasn't great, was he? He wasn't great against Switzerland, no. But you know, no. Like you said, everyone's allowed a bad game. You know, we've seen how well Harry Maguire has come in and 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 gone seamlessly. Would he? benefit from someone like that being next to him, I'm pretty sure he would, because Jamie McQuire has no experience, sound centre-half, we've seen it with England, and he's been out for two months, and he's just come in and, and fitted in seamlessly, and, and played pretty well last night, so, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a difficult one, but, you know, he's been at big games, he's won Champions League medals, he's been at Real Madrid, so, his CV's there, but, it's just a, it's, when he, when, it always worries me when, when players that not been Premier League tested because Premier League it's just a totally different animal week yeah. in week out it's alright going to Spain and stuff but when you go to Burnley in December it's minging yeah. it's freezing <laughs> you know will he be able to handle stuff like that and it's, it is no it used to be stoked yeah. you know mm. freezing 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 cold there 
But that's Rod. That, that, that's what that's what impressed me so much about someone like Lindelof, for example. I watched him yesterday, and, and I thought he was solid. I thought he was, you know, what I mean, when he when he, I think that's why Harry Maguire's come on another level because now he comes out with the ball like John Stones always does, and the Varans used to do, the Rios used to do. That he knows he's got that protection by somebody who likes to tackle, likes to head, likes to kick, and likes to be a proper defender. And I think that's why they have a, a really solid partnership because it's uh, it's about having your, your different attributes and. Varane, he would, he'd put him to another level, United. They'd be great as a three. I think it'd be absolutely well, fantastic. Okay, I think it'd be brilliant. We were talking before we come on, you know, it's good to have healthy competition. Yeah, we'll totally basically agree. bring in a central class centre out, bring Port Lindelof to another level and make him perform better. That's what yeah. you need. And we're talking about yeah. Trippier maybe coming to United. If he comes, will he bring Wan-Bissaka on like Telly's did to Sean last week? Yeah. You need this, you know, quality in your squad to push you even further and make you even better. And that's what United, United need. I'll just touch on the England point side with that with that point. You know what I mean? That's why for me, Gareth took all these fullbacks because Trippier and James push each other. You've got Luke Shaw and Chilwell pushing each other. They're pushing themselves to another level within the group and within the camp. And the competition for players within England training must be so competitive, must be so good. Balls will be zipping around, goals will be going in. You know what I mean? Everyone will be disappointed. Tackles will be flying in because it's so it's so important to have that competition, like Roger says. You know what I mean? That people want to fight for places, and the only way to do that is by having those kind of players in the squad. You know what I mean? 25-man squads in the Premier League. They've got to be good enough 25-man yeah. squads and players. There's no point having 16 good players and then filling the rest with kids. It just doesn't work. Sure. You know, the, the well, best teams are the ones with the biggest squads. And I think, I, um, with, this, I think with this squad, what I've not seen with, with England squads in the past, this team looked really, really together and really, yeah. really a team. That's what I was going to say, yeah. And the other thing, I in the preview show that we did, um, I said that I believed England had the best squad in the tournament. Um not just not necessarily the best players, but the deepest squad because they've yeah. got and they've got pretty much like three different teams that they can field in yeah. a variety of formations without losing a great deal of quality. Like, and if you look at the team he started with yesterday, that's probably if you asked hundred England fans, name your best eleven. That's probably not many of them would have said that eleven. So like, no, no way. there's yeah, no so way. much variety and so no much way. that they can do. Um, the last point I wanted to make on France very quickly, because then I want to finish off on sort of England and Wales and stuff. Um, I thought Griezmann had a, a pretty good tournament quietly. Um, didn't set the world alight with, you know, with world-class, you know, blockbuster goals and this, but I thought he was very good if he worked hard. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys about Deschamps' decision to take him off, because Obviously, when he took him off, he didn't know Benzema was going to go off with an injury in extra time. But, of course, they went to extra time and penalties with Griezmann off and then had to take Benzema off. Like, that was a problem because, as we've talked about, Mbappe didn't hasn't got much confidence at the moment. Did he make a mistake by taking Griezmann off when he did? What do you reckon, Ant? Oh, listen, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And, and, and you look back now, yeah, it's a disastrous decision. But for me, you make the decisions at the time what you think's right and for me they should have won the game in 90 minutes you bring players off and on and you're 3-1 up it's game over Holland did it against Ukraine to change five subs at 3-0 and he went back at 2-0 so he went to 2-2 and they got lucky in the end but if France had won it it'd look like a masterstroke but because he didn't win it he comes in in for some criticism and that's where it's a fine margin between games and Gareth's in the same boat uh, and, and touching what you said about Griezmann I haven't seen somebody of his probably stature of his work as hard as he does is tracking back his tackling for an attacking player is absolutely amazing and I, I love his attitude his enthusiasm 
Um, I'd like him to, to be forward more and get in the final third and, and make things happen a little bit more because he, he's world-class, but I can't fault him when he tracks back and he's doing a defensive job. And you know, I mean, for the team, he's, he's, he does an amazing job. But yeah, he, he, he'll have been disappointed because when you... Rodri knows when you've been brought off as a player, you're just you're helpless. You stood there thinking, oh, "Why has he brought me off? We're getting beat. We're going to lose. I can't take a penalty." And you start to you start to have all these negative thoughts, and it's so frustrating. But managers get paid for but for these decisions, and hindsight's a wonderful thing. But yeah, it wasn't a great one now, but it could have been a, just a normal good decision like you yeah. like made throughout his career. Just resting him, just resting him, I guess. When they, it's, it's a weird one, but like Reese in the chat has just said, when they took Griezmann off, they changed their shape. They brought Sissoko on and they put Rabiot to left back and Rabiot struggled a little bit when he went into the full-back position. They went... He made some questionable decisions. You know, he brought Kingsley Coleman on at half-time and took him yeah. off in extra time. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't so, get that one. That was the strangest one, Rod, for me. That was the, yeah, so, that was the strangest you know, decision. As a player, you don't want to be sub-sub. So, no. you know, what's going on there? So, yeah, you've got to question some of his decisions. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know... We've already seen um, De Boer leave his job at Holland. I'm sure there'll be a few managers who leave their positions after this tournament for a variety of reasons. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Deschamps will be uh, questioned, should we say. No, but, um, let's, have, let's have, sorry, Paul, let's say, right, French is up there with the England squad. It's a very, very good squad. Yes. And yep. for him to go out so early to a team like Switzerland, no disrespect to Switzerland, but France should be beating him quite comfortably. Yeah, of course they should. Totally agree. Yeah. And they weren't the first team, by the way, in the last couple of days who should have won, but just didn't turn up. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see. I want to talk about the, the draw now. Um, so, obviously, we've talked a little bit about the England side of the draw. I want to talk about the other side of the draw for a minute. Um, so, we've got Switzerland versus Spain and Belgium versus Italy, which also, again, means one of the big boys is going out on Friday. So, it's... Like I said, it does feel and seem as if it's all opening up nicely for England. But they will probably, you know, whoever you play in the final, doesn't matter who it is, it's going to be a very difficult game. And England will have pressure in the final because it's the first one since 1966 and whatever else. But it's going to be fascinating. Um, Andy, how do you see Switzerland versus Spain going? Because Spain have quietly just been racking up the performances without anyone really shouting and screaming about them? Oh, listen, I think the, the pressure's off Spain. Um, obviously, it should, it probably could and should have been France against Spain, which would have been a different game. They would have probably had to change things around a little bit, but they've got the, probably the game that they wanted to. Um, I, I think going forward, they've created chances. That they play a little bit more direct than Spain used to. They don't play the tiki-taka football as much as they used to with, the, with obviously the personnel that are missing over the, over the years. Um They've obviously missing some big name players from Real Madrid for, for for the obvious reasons that the manager just didn't think they were they were suitable for this squad. And so far, so good for the manager. He's picked some picked some fresh, young, vibrant players, um, and he's coming to fruition. And he's, he's he's doing a great job. And the last game alone, where the where the, I think they scored five, and they were and they missed a penalty as well. And you know, what I mean, that's the kind of football that you want to watch Spain play. When Spain are on it, they're on it, and they look really amazing to watch and uh, and exciting. But um, I see him getting past. Switzerland, I'll be honest, I think Switzerland will be still a little bit probably starstruck about what happened the game before and there's no pressure on them, So, but they're going to go out very very soon. I can't see them going all the way. Um, I think it's set up for Spain and, and but the other semi-final on the, on, the, on the same group is just a, 
another world-class football game with world-class footballers on it. And um, and Spain, if they do get through, which I fully expect them to, uh, are then hitting a, a very tough game in the semi-final at Wembley. Yeah, um, Roger, how how can how can Switzerland beat Spain? Like, what do you think their best tra- opportunity to do so is? Well, first of all, they've got to believe that they can beat Spain, and then just like the, the same performance that they went out and performed against France, and you know when they get the chances like they did against France, put them away because you know there were some very good finishes and very good goals. So yeah, it's it's an uphill task, you know. Spain do keep the ball well, <clears throat> excuse me, but just worry about, yes, they've scored five goals in the last game, but <clears throat> when you come against tight defence, I do worry about Morata. So they haven't got that cutting edge striker yeah. that they need, and, yeah. and that's probably going to be Spain's downfall. Yeah, yeah, Morata rem- reminds me a bit of Andy Cole, not in terms of like any sort of technical ability and stuff, but you can have games where you might miss five chances. But then the following game, he'll score five goals. Like, yeah. he's just very interested. Oh, um, I don't know. Andy, Andy Cole was... was he used to miss a couple goals. as well, though, mate. So, you know, he scored goals from Morata. You know, he's not got a record like Andy Cole and all that. No, no, no. Oh. I don't mean that. I just mean in the fact that he does miss chances as well oh. as score well, regularly. You, uh, Andy will tell you, you know, as long as you only keep... It's when you're not getting the chances. So yeah. as long as he keeps on getting them chances, you know, eventually he's going to put them away. But it's it's Switzerland's job to, to limit them chances because he obviously needs a few chances to score a goal. Yeah, he does get listen. He does get himself in some great positions, though. You know what I mean? He and he hasn't got the, probably the the pace to get away from defenders. He uses it. He uses his stature really well. He gets. He obviously plays the box, which is his job, uh, and he uses the players around him to uh, to get the balls where he wants them. But he probably does need to uh, to work on his, his his final finish in the in the in the final third in the box because if they're going to go all the way to win something, it's going to be the game where he only gets one chance and that one chance is going to be vital. A little bit like Harry Kane, you know what I mean? He's not getting many chances, but he has to score that one chance. And will Spain's downfall be that chance that he misses? You know what I mean? Because he's missed a penalty in the tournament, like another couple of two, players. Two have penalties. In their team. Yeah, well, two penalties. You know, I mean, the the, the country is just. I mean, that that. But their record, they're going into the games now. Thinking they're going to miss a penalty because the record, yeah. the, the, the commentators are saying it. They've missed the last three penalties. They've missed the last four penalties. So players are, are not stepping up. They're changing the penalty taker. For me, you've got to designate the penalty taker, stick by him because he's going to come good sooner or later. But you keep changing things. And how many players are you going to have left? You know what I mean? I, at the minute, I wouldn't mind. If Switzerland can get the penalties, they'll have a good chance, by the way. They can't even go to the goalkeeper because he misses penalties as well. <laughs> exactly. 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 But, um... Switzerland have got a couple of very good players though who have hit form. Like um Shakiri has been quite good in this tournament. He hasn't quite he hasn't quite got the you know some of the goals that you associate with him. No. But he's I think he's worked hard, he's been very good. He seems to work ten million times harder for Switzerland than he does for any football club I've ever seen him play for. But mm-hmm. you know that such is like we, uh, the way it is we, him, we spoke about players who haven't played during the season and been off the pace he's the opposite he's not played yeah. during the season a lot but he's got he's, he's bang on so it's you know what I mean it's, it's just finding that balance and for him personally it's he's fresh he's hungry he's got a point to prove is he trying to get a move away from Liverpool if he is he's got an opportunity with his performance levels because he's uh, yeah. he's playing very well and he's got an opportunity to uh, to showcase his talents all around Spain on uh, in the next um, he is one of those uh, players like Renato Sanchez who when the <laughs> tournaments when the tournaments come around suddenly they just burst eyes into like life, him. get a big eyes move, like and then uh, yeah, 
So there we go. Um, you yeah. talked about um, you know records coming into the tournament and things like this. Belgium, I think, is unbeaten in twelve or something like that. Um, they haven't quite like hit the ground. They haven't really hit their like peak pace. I don't think they um, they have played well. They've you know in patches. They haven't really blown anyone away yet. Italy is going to be a different animal. What do you think? Uh, will happen in this game. Uh, Roger, we've got you first in this one, mate. What, how do you see Belgium and Italy going? Oh, it's, it's a difficult one. You know, Belgium, they haven't really been able to, to field their best team, you know, game in, game out. It's you now Hazard, Hazard's not played the first couple of games and De Bruyne's not played and De Bruyne's come in and Hazard's come in and De Bruyne's out. So they haven't really <clears throat> been able to get a good, solid team to, to play together. So, Italy, you know, they've been flawless and, and, and they haven't been beat for, for a long time as well. So, you know, it's one of them 50-50s. Whoever performs and whoever gets that chance on the day, it's going to be a tight one now because these are two elite teams. So, yeah, it's, it's whoever performs on the day and whoever gets that chance and puts it away because either one of these teams could go for it. Yeah, I mentioned um, last week I watched, or I think it was last week, I watched the Wales-Belgium game from Euro 2016 and Belgium missed so many chances against Wales, just chance after chance after chance. They can't do that against Italy because Italy will be so good defensively that it was Lukaku or De Bruyne or whoever it is, Andy, they've got to take that chance when it comes, haven't they? Because it could be 1-0 to either side because Italy is so good defensively. Oh, listen, it's uh, Roger just said it there. You know what I mean? Mentioned the two players that yeah, you're going into a major tournament, and the managers took a risk in taking them and not playing them because you know what I mean. Even if fifty percent Hazard and a fifty percent De Bruyne is is probably better than what they've got, they need to get them up the pace. They need to get them up to speed. Hazard came off with cramp, so how's his recovery going? Um, obviously, De Bruyne came off with another injury. It's so it's 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 a difficult one because you can't you can't turn up against Italy without any of those two players in your side. They're both gonna play because they both have to play. It'll be a big buzz for Italy, a bonus for Italy if they turn up on the team sheet and none of them are in it or one of them's not in it. Um Lukaku doesn't get the service without one of them or both of them playing. You know what I mean? Yes they've got Carrasco, yes they've got other players, but you know but there's not a hazard, they're not a De Bruyne. You know what I mean? Defensively, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a phenomenal game because Italy are, are solid in defence. Um I, I think both experienced centre centre-halves are both going to be fit. Spinazzola has been been immense. Um, Insignia had a good tournament. Immobile, for me, you hit and probably hit Italy at the wrong time. Um, you know what I mean? Is it, is it written in the stars for them to go on and, and, and do something? You know what I mean? Mancini's been so confident throughout the tournament. Which you talk about me, together, by the way. The Italians look together as together as any other team in the I've never seen Italy yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've never in Italy as well, yeah. I don't know where. Uh, yeah, know. I think it is. Yeah, I I'll double check that now. No, I don't think it is because we 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 play in Italy, don't we? England play in Italy. Um, so I think they're in different. I think they're in different countries, aren't I'll they? I'll have it. I'll have a gander. When is it Friday? I think no? it's yeah. I think it's it's difficult. It's a difficult one because, like like Roger just said, both teams can win on their day. Both teams can win, can beat each other very easily. So whoever wins, it's going to make it a, a really good opportunity. Whoever wins that, I think they'd be disappointed if they don't make the final as well. Yes, they're probably going to play Spain, but. The world class footballers, if they beat, if you can, you've got to beat somebody along the way. So, in Germany, you're going to have to do it. Is it in Germany? Yeah, we just hope yeah. as a viewer that it's not a cagey affair and yeah. they both kind of go yeah. for it and we get yeah. an exciting game and it possibly an early goal, possibly yeah. from, 
from Belgium because you know Italy are pretty solid, and if yeah. Bel- if Italy score first, I think you, you know Mancini just shut up, shut up, yeah, game over, yeah, game over then. Um, all right. So before we do the uh, the other two, um, Leslie asked me a question which I'm going to answer. He said, um, "So as a Welshman, do you, if England reach the final, do you want them to win?" So here's the thing. Um, I will not be supporting England. However, if England win the final, I would be very, very happy because I've got a lot of English friends. I've got English family and I know how much it would mean to say Andy or whoever. So I wouldn't be like, I, I, I see a lot of Welsh people like and Scottish people and they're like anyone but England. Like I've kind of gone past that as I've got a bit older, but I won't be like cheering them on, but equally... I'd be happy for my friends if they do win, if that makes sense. What about you, Roderick? Because, I mean, you know, you're Welsh as well. Do you want England to win or get as far as possible? Uh, well, I, I've lived in England for four years now. So, you know, I am Welsh. But, no, yeah, it's, it'd be good to see. It's always... Everyone's buzzing when, when things like this happen. Everyone's been good, especially over the last 18 months. You know, people have the good fa- factor about them, that, 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 that happy factor. You know, people are buzzing in the pubs and buzzing about. So, yeah, it's always good. It's just, you never hear the frigging end of it. That's all that... Uh, yeah, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? It's coming yeah. home, please. Home. <laughs> I know, but, I know, but once, it's, once it's come home, they're going to have to change it, aren't they? So then it'll be something else. Or... <laughs> <laughs> but, Si, just on that, just on that point, you, you two probably want England to win more than Leslie. So, let's be honest... You know, I mean, Leslie, <laughs> Leslie's supposed He's to be English. English. Leslie's an English fan, and he, he wants England to lose. So he did say I'm Ukraine's biggest fan. It's exactly, exactly. It's, it's, ridic- it's ridiculous. It's absolutely outrageous. outrageous. Um, right, one team we haven't mentioned, uh, or two teams we haven't mentioned, is Czech Republic versus Denmark. Um, I thought Denmark was so really excellent against Wales. Um, Andy, how do you see that game going? Because Czech Republic have really got together in their last couple of games. Um, and obviously, they both sides got a big opportunity to get to a semi-final of a main major tournament. Oh, this is uh, for them both. I, I know Denmark won it um, obviously previously, but I, I think this would be a bigger achievement. You know what I mean? Because I think before they weren't in the tournament until right up to it, and then they came in the tournament uh, with, with Peter Schmeichel, etc. And with what's happened already, you know, what I mean, they're everyone's favourite team, regardless of what happened to Christian Eriksen, and rightly so. Um, for me. If you come up against the Czech Republic side who played England, they'll win quite comfortably. I thought they turned up in England very poor defensively. They set up in a, in a, in a negative way. But if they play against uh, the way that they did against Scotland, Czech Republic will have a chance to score goals because they were expansive. They, they, they created chances. They need to go for it. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for those players to get to a semi-final. And they're not going to not going to come around again because the, the teams have gone out, the groups of... The group of death, for example, you know, if that's spread out, then it gives teams less less of a chance to qualify. This is once in a lifetime opportunity for those players to get to a semi final, potentially against England in England with the with the atmosphere which which we haven't had for eighteen months. It's a listen. You don't want to give that up. No, it's going to be fascinating. And Denmark have almost got like that extra momentum or that extra motivation with everything which happened with Christian Eriksen. Like, how much of a factor is that in terms of bringing the squad? together and and the backroom staff together Rodri like obviously we all saw like how upset and devastated they were but it, there's the other side to that is when it came you know when he was all right you get 
that adrenaline and the relief and everything. And then they've kind of come together and got to potentially a semi-final. Like, how much can that help them going forward? Oh, massively. You know, they're a friend. Like, literally died on the pitch. And, and mm. uh, you know, now he's okay. And, and so, and he seems like one of the... One, one one of the lads who they all seem to like, and you know he's been yeah. about. He's a top player. He's he could create Tottenham in, in some land. So you see the messages and the car and all the players that have played with him. So he seems like a good lad, and yeah, people are just just feeding off that now, especially Denmark. And yeah, the, the kind of the the people's favourites if if their their country isn't in. And you know we've seen it before. There's always I say at the start of the tournament, there's always one country that'll get to the semi final. You know, looking up for for us, it was Wales last time. And it looks like it's going to be Denmark, but you know you can't count on the Czech Republic as well. But you know if Denmark perform, you'd expect them to go through because it does seem like they're they're on the up at the minute and, and they've they've turned that corner after you know scare of the teammate. Absolutely, um, right. I want to ask you all uh, or both of you the for a score for each game uh, just before we finish. So. Um, Andy, I'll go through the four of them with you first, and then I'll do the four with Rodri. Uh, you've got Switzerland, Spain. Uh, 3 1 2, Spain. Belgium, Italy. Oof. We're going to go Italy win uh, 2 0. Uh, Czech Republic, Denmark. Uh, Denmark to win 2 0. And uh, and that's it. There's only three uh, quarterfinals. There's not another one. Um, Ukraine <laughs> you, you, versus England. You don't, you don't need to ask. Yeah, England, don't know, England, I've had enough now. England have England have won. It's come home, so you don't need to ask. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right, Rodri, uh, Switzerland, Spain. Switzerland, Spain. I will. I'm gonna go. There's always one that goes to the uh, penalties. So that's the one I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for Switzerland to win on penalties. Okay. One, I, one, I agree. One. One one Switzerland to win on penalties. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Yeah, I'm going to go Switzerland penalties as well. Uh, Belgium, Italy. Italy two one. I'm going to go one 0 Italy, um, and then Czech Republic, Denmark. I'm going to go Denmark three nil. Uh, I'm going to go three one Denmark, and then we've got England, Ukraine. This could be a blowout. This could be if England score early on, you know, Ukraine tired legs and England make it tougher and so on. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a four. I'm gonna go for a blowout. Four one England. Take that. Take I'm that. gonna go. I think two 0 England, but I do agree with you, Rodri. If England score early, I think it could be three, four, five. Like I just think they will be too much. But if but, it doesn't, you know, it could be a, a nervy affair and it could be a one yeah. or it could be a late well, one like, yeah. like they've done. The other thing is, I'd say, and I think I said this to you, Andy, is the reason why I would be quite attacking if I was England, because I believe that if England score early, I think they'll win comfortably. But if it's like nil-nil or one-all with like five minutes to go, that's when I think that really suits the Ukraine. They can get those balls into the box. England will yeah. get a bit nervy. And then I think that's where what they will play for is they'll try and keep it level as long as possible and then try and sort of play on the nerves of the English squad towards the end of the game. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, that's, where you, um, that's, where you, that's where your squad and your quality will come into yeah. uh, in the last latter stages of a game. And, yeah. and, 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 
fresh. I, I totally agree, Rod. And, and that's what and that's what happened against Germany. You know what I mean? He he played it to perfection. He brought in the players in the right areas which he needed to. He didn't have to change shape. He he believed in the shape. He believed what he what he was doing was right. But personnel had to change because players were getting tired. I agree with both of you. I think it's it's either one or the other. You know, they get an early goal, which which could be in the first half. They're going to have to go and chase in. The longer that game goes, they're going to tire because. We've all been there. We've all played extra time. It gets in your in your head, in your legs, and once it gets in either all of them or both, you're, you you've gone. And have they got the quality to come from the bench? I don't believe they have. No. So Leslie just said to me, he said, um, "You saying four or five? I'll hold you to that, Simon." I didn't say that. I said two nil to England. Rodri said four or five. What I did say is, I said if England score early, I could see them winning comfortably by four or five. Come on now. If you're going to hold me to them, then hold me to what I said, not what hold, someone else uh, Hold Leslie to where uh, England are going to lose to Germany. <laughs> yeah, he said the England <laughs> are going to lose. He says they're going to lose every week. Um, right, just to finish off, Andy, if you don't mind, I wanted to get Rodri's take on um, Wales' tournament and just overall where they're, where they're at, what they need to do going forward or what he thinks they need to do. And just generally the state of Welsh football from the eyes of Rodri Giggs after this tournament? Uh, well, you know, we've, we've qualified for another tournament again. We're just happy as a Welshman to be to be in a, a made tournament again. You know, did we really expect to get to a semi-final again? Probably not, but, you know, we're, probably, we're just probably disappointed we went out with a 4-0 because it wasn't a 4-0 drubbing, but, you know, you can only learn from it, you know, previous managers brought young players to, to, to make them better and they're only going to get better with the experience of that. Then they've got a World Cup coming, you know, Gareth Bale's going to stay on, hopefully Ramsey it keeps fit. So, yeah, it's just, you know, with, with, with the manager, I think, you know, that's where we've seen the downfall of, of the previous manager. I think it is experience in, in big games, in, in key games, it, would have been a bit more experienced and may have changed it earlier when they changed it. I don't know. It's just all in hindsight and hypothetical. But, you know, you would think the previous manager with his experience of being in bigger games and, and Robert Page, no disrespect to Robert Page, he's done a fantastic job. But, oh, you know, Denmark performed on the day and and didn't travel a lot. And Wales had a lot of travelling and travelling takes it out. It, it does. It's a simple Rodri, on, could be a lot on on, on, on Pagey, you just mentioned Pagey there because he's coming. He come in for and I, and I don't know why, by the way, because I'm uh, I'm 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 a big advocate of. I played with him. I, I've, I've watched his coaching grow. He's coming for a lot of stick. Is that unjust in your opinion? Because oh, he's, yeah. he's obviously no, stepped up from the twenty ones. No, he's done a brilliant job. You can't you can't have a go for the for the circumstances that come in. You're getting out of the group and uh, yeah, how we perform against Turkey, how we perform against Switzerland. Bang on. You can't Bang on. be yeah hundred percent. He's done. He's done a brilliant job. And he'll do a brilliant job in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I said the same thing, didn't I, say on uh, on Monday yeah. and uh, and Friday about um, things don't work out. He goes back to his role. His role and his remit was to develop players for a manager, and he's done that. He's got some young players through, um, and he needs to continue in doing that. And the players respecting the players, like him, young players. He's good with young players. Rodri will tell you, it's a different animal. Working with young players is working with experienced players. Some people uh, are like a duck with water with, with, with men, with adults. But younger players, 18, 19, 20, 21, those players who are still learning their trade. Page is so good at that. That's his, that's his forte. You know what I mean? 
no one in the right mind would have turned down this opportunity. Nobody. You know what I mean? He's took it. He's, 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 he's enjoyed it. He's been a success. Regardless of what people think, he's got him out of the just Nobody think... expected him. So for me, it's, it's, it's win-win. You he's know, had a great it, tournament. People have, have given him stick, but you know, when he gets back in a couple, couple of years or a couple of months, he'll, he'll reflect on it. It'll be the best thing he's ever done in his career. Yeah, in his football totally career. Absolutely. You know, managing your country, you know, he's a proud Welshman. We, we, all, yeah. you know, we don't like being Welsh. So he's a proud Welshman to manage your country at Euros. It's just it's just a dream come true for me. He'll just reflect on that and just be joyful on that. And, and yeah, totally agree. Couldn't have, put it, couldn't have put it better than that. That's a, what, what an amazing comment. Because, uh, you know, I mean, you, you said there, Rodri, about being passionate. You know, I mean, that drives me mad sometimes about English fans because English fans are so negative. They're not as passionate as the Welsh. It's, I mean, maybe that's the expectation. You know what I mean? But, you know, I mean, I... Obviously, playing for Cardiff and uh, and seeing the 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 Robert Earnshaws, the um, the Andy Legs, the Robert Pages, the players who used to go on national duty, and you see them singing the national anthem, dead positive. Do you know what I mean? Looked and just and you just you just see how much it means to them, and you and you see the celebration with Page after the game, after qualifying. You see how hurt he was in his interview after the the, the Denmark game. That really hurt him. That you know what I mean? But it would have hurt in a one 0 defeat, never mind a four 0 defeat. But you know what I mean? I, I agree. He'll learn from it. He'll move on. He'll have a wonderful career, and what, how proud must he be as a family man, as a dad, as a as an as a human being that he's helped his nation qualify out of a out of a group stage, which was a very tricky one, by the way. Yeah, there's some there's some positive as well. You know, the keeper ward was was very good. Rondon, we will only get better with playing with Tottenham as well. So there is there was some positive. Brooks is going to get better. Wilson's going to get better. Yeah. You know, Kiefer Moore did very well. Bale is, is world class, we know that, and hopefully he plays on for a couple of years. So they have got youth coming through as well. So yeah, it's it's it can only get better. They just think you just would hope that they go on now and, and, and qualify for a World Cup instead of the Euros. Next step is the World Cup. Yeah, like the World Cup's next year, isn't it? So like yeah, exactly. and, and they the the group they've got, I believe this this the best chance they've had to qualify for a World Cup in a long time off the back of that Euros and stuff. My my only thing with Robert Page, and it was never like a personal thing with him. I thought he did a really good job under the circumstances that he was under. He just showed a little bit of an inexperience, which is going to happen um, at certain points. But ultimately, Wales didn't go out because of Robert Page. Wales went out because Denmark were the far better side on the day. And Robert Page... And yeah, can be like I said before, mate, side, you've got to come into it that Denmark played every game at home. Yeah, yeah. Wales travelled to Italy from Baku and back and then back to Amsterdam. You know, it takes it out your travelling. I don't know why, it just does. And when you're mm. playing games at 30 degree heat, you know, every three or four days, it's going to catch up with you. And yeah, well, we said this, we, we, we said this, Dan, it did me about norm, a normal Euros, you base yourself in an area and if you've got to travel, that's fine, but you normally, you, you base yourself towards where the group is. You know what I mean? It, Wales had to go to Baku, well, start in Wales, go, go to Baku, stay in Baku, play the second game, go to Italy, come back, go over to um, uh, go over to Holland to play. It's I mean, the amount of air miles, the amount of travelling it takes out on players. You've know, you got your recovery, you don't recover properly because you're travelling back or you're travelling to another place. It's it's so hard, you know what I mean? Because you've got to fit training in as well. You've got to fit loads of other, loads of other things in. And the way that the final game went, the lads looked so leggy, so tired, so lethargic at times that... You could see which team hadn't travelled without even questioning what had, what had gone on. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's um, very quickly. Um, 
Rodri, would you would you keep Robert Page in charge for the World Cup qualifiers now, or would you you know bring someone else in? No, I would I would keep Robert Page. I wouldn't see no why not. You know he, he's he's done it. He's done a great job when he was there. He's got him out of the group, and and like I say, when they analyse it, you know they'll they'll be the reasons that they come up with it why they didn't perform on, on that day because they were legged and. Uh, it's a valid, it's a valid, valid reason, and you know he's done a very good job. Like I say, he knows all the players inside out, and the players like him. So why on earth would you change it? Yeah. I agree. I think listen, he's got the respect from the players' side. He's got the respect, respect now that the players will turn up in the major tournament for him to to qualify for the World Cup. They'll go to qualifiers. They'll go to the Czech Republic. They'll go to everywhere. They'll want to win. For the country, for their manager, you know. What I mean, you see how passionate they are. You know, what I mean, you see the the togetherness. You know, what I mean, win, lose or draw. You know, what I mean, the huddle after the game. You see how how, how passionate it is. It's not for the cameras. It's not for anybody else. It's not for the fans. They do it because the group's together, the staff's together, the players are together. Everyone's together, and it goes a long way. And when Wales had the success at the last Euros, it was because they were together. You know, what I mean, yes, they've got the quality. It's undoubtable, but they've done it together. And this time, there was factors which went against them which we spoke about, you know what I mean? And on top of that, Denmark were just phenomenal on the, on the night, which when you put all of them together, you, you, it's, it's, you're just going to lose, aren't you? It's, it's, it's hard to turn that, turn that around. And ultimately, the, 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 the team that's together the most will win it. You know, we've seen it in France, the World Cup, how, how they were all together. And, you know, we've seen it with Italy, now we've seen it with England. Have we seen it with Belgium? No, we haven't really. So... You'll see that whoever wins the, the competition will have, will have the, the most team spirit and the team togetherness, I feel. Yeah, yeah totally agree. Good job. Um, okay, so at the moment, Roger, I think this is the last show that you're joining us for for the Euros. However, of course, you are welcome uh, to join us whenever there's a slot. And I, uh, if you want to join us for the show talking about the final, mate, you're more than welcome. But if not, um, I appreciate yeah, I'm you. Happy, uh, I'm happy to whenever you can fit me in. Wicked. Yeah, I've really enjoyed having you again, mate. Andy, as yeah, ever, it's amazing. a pleasure. And no, I'm great. really glad to say that for the last sort of 20 minutes or so, your internet has been pretty Yeah, I know. Stable, I, I, it, it, it doesn't like Rodri. Rodri's Rod, spells are just killing me. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's so weird, mate. It just drops in and out. Like, uh, like now, it's like you've got like HD quality video. I know, like, I Half hour ago, you were like a bloody robot. I know, you can see me, see, see me wrinkles and all sorts now. I'm going to go back to being there, fuzzy. That's crazy, mate. But uh, guys and girls, thanks for watching. Appreciate it as ever. Please do subscribe to youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Um, have a little bit of news as well towards the end of the week. Uh, got to gotta, gotta review a contract of some sort first. But uh, until then, we will see you on Friday for another show. Join us. Cheers.
Social Podcast Network.